Coming up, information about the IAM's inaugural organizing awards and the latest happenings in our union. Activate Live starts now. Get involved. Get involved. We're union and we're proud. Welcome to Activate Live. I'm Tanya Hutchins coming to you from the Machinist Union headquarters in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Thanks for taking the time to check us out. We'll get to organizing in a moment, but first, New York yoga instructors want to join together with the IAM. The union recently filed a petition with the National Labor Relations Board to hold an election for union representation. Yoga Works Incorporated is one of the largest providers of high-quality yoga instruction in the United States. Well, the IAM and NEFI IAM Federal District 1 are working tirelessly with our government representatives to avert the implementation of the president's executive orders affecting federal workers' official time. Nearly 700,000 workers are affected. A lunchtime rally is scheduled for Tuesday, September 24th, on the Senate side of Capitol Hill, across from the Supreme Court. You can find details via upcoming emails. Well, in Delta, British Columbia, about 300 of our Canadian members have been locked out by Avcorp Industries. The company and the union have been at the table since January. Local Lodge 11 members are concerned about contracting out and seniority retention. The IAM supports General Motors workers on strike throughout the country over fair wages, affordable health care, profit sharing, and job security. Their collective bargaining agreement expired Saturday, and union members are joining picket lines nationwide. <coughs> And it's National Hispanic Heritage Month, which started Sunday, runs through October 15th each year, uh, recognizing the accomplishments of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. The observation started in 1968. September 15th is significant because it's the anniversary of independence for many Latin American countries. Well, last week, IAM staff from the U.S. and Canada met for an international conference on how we can help workers improve their lives by joining the Machinist Union. Organizing is key. And joining us now is IAM Organizing Director, Vinny Adio, to tell us about some of the best of the best, the cream of the crop when it comes to organizing. And we had our first organizing awards. So how did that whole idea come about? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me again, mm -hmm. uh, Tanya. This is starting to become a habit here. I know. He could be our monthly guest. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Um, anyway, uh, yes, earlier this year, you know, as we've made organizing, put organizing at the forefront of our organization, uh, an international president, Martinez, had, you know, consulted with me and we spoke in detail about maybe establishing some type of recognition for the people, the members, the representatives who are going above and beyond their call duty uh, for organizing efforts. So uh, we got together and you know, we put together a program and we rolled it out at last week's uh, staff conference. It's called the International President's Excellence in Organizing Awards. Now, how many awards are there and... You know, how was it set up in terms of, you know, was it set up by territory? How was it set up? The way we structured it is that we wanted to present each territory with their top district or local who, who have, again, who've had a great year in organizing. Again, these were for 2018. Okay. Um, so we did it for the previous year. And then at next year's Grand Lodge Convention, we will be presenting the 2019 awards. Excellent. So this could be an annual thing. It is. An, it will be Excellent. an annual thing. Yes. So what we did is uh, we wanted to, again, 
uh, each territory in the IAM was uh, granted the opportunity to present an award for their top district or local for the year of 2018, and also for a top organizer from their territory, an individual award for also 2018. Look at that award. That is something else, a big fist. I mean, you were calling that what the, the um, they were just, those are unique awards. That really looks good. Well, what we did there is uh, we thought what would be pretty unique is to have, that is for the top territory of the entire IEM. So in addition okay. to each of the territory awards, we also had uh, one individual award, which that one you just showed, okay. is for the top territory in the entire IEM for 2018. Gotcha. So, so that particular award there, uh, the way we designed it is to be a prestigious award for the territory to retain in their, in their presence, maybe in their territorial headquarters for that year. And then at the next year, uh, next year's award ceremony, if there is a new recipient for that award, then they would pass that trophy on to that particular territory. So as you saw on that base of that trophy, there'll be a nameplate with the territory, top territory with the year in which they awarded the top territory award. And I did give an analogy at the, uh, at the staff conference that we kind of look at it kind of like as our Stanley Cup trophy. Yes. You know, the Stanley Cup is a trophy, very prestigious trophy from the National Hockey League that gets passed around to the different if Stanley Cup champions each and every year. So that's kind of the model that we followed. And it was a little joke at the end of the award ceremony. The Canadians who happened to win it mm -hmm. for 2018 said, you know, Vinny, how are we going to drink out of that? You know? <laughs> that's so great. anyway, I says maybe we could drill you a hole, drill hole yeah. or do something right. anyway. Um, and one of the other awards you said went for organizers of the year. And we saw you holding up this plaque here. Um, this is, the, are these the top organizers of the year? Yes. Yeah, so, um, not only do we pick a top organizing territory for the entire IAM for 2018, but you also will pick one individual top organizer of the year for 2018. And it happened to also go to the Canadian territory, but there were actually two recipients sharing that award, uh, both uh, Grand Lodge representatives, organizers, Ralph Martin, and Scott Jackson from the Canadian Territory. Mm -hmm. They were responsible, and here you see the photo uh, with uh, both of them, with General Vice President Stan Pictol, International President Martinez, and General Secretary Treasurer Cervantes and myself. And uh, they were presented with the award. They were responsible for bringing the largest organizing win in 2018 into the IAM when they organized 2,400 uh, uh, workers from Spectrum Healthcare, who is, again, in the healthcare industry. And as you saw there, in addition to their individual awards, we also established a plaque uh, that will be hung in a very prominent place at our uh, Whippen Singer Education Technology Center. So when our members go through there every day, they, that will be hung there as a symbol of pride for, those, for these individuals for their accomplishments. Now, just to give people a feel of what it was like to be there, I know we have some video. Um, what are you looking for when it comes to these awards? Well, What's some of the criteria? Well, for those two top awards, they were basically awarded to uh, the Canadian Territory because they actually brought the most members into the organization mm -hmm. for 2018. And then those individual top organizers of the year for the entire IEM were given to those two brothers uh, for bringing in, again, the largest unit uh, into the IEM for 2018. But as far as the territory, um, top district and local and individuals from each respective territory, 
the general vice presidents from each respective territory were, were given the task to provide that information to us on who they wanted to present those awards to. And then we followed, of course, their recommendation with that. But again, similar fashion, um, just awarded to the top district or local who had the most activity, uh, most elections, voluntary recognition agreements, affiliations, whatever, that brought in the most members into the organization. And the same thing with their top organizer for each territory. You know, someone who has been very active in organizing and, and going above beyond their call of duty to, uh, to grow our union and participate in the most campaigns or bring in the most members. And again, that, that recipient was also selected by the individual general vice president and his staff from that respective territory. You know, I'm seeing comments come in from people already. We have a comment from Peter F. Taylor Jr. saying organizing is moving the right direction. We're moving forward. We're moving upward. And we have the numbers to back that up. You know, I pulled out one of the, uh, I think it was Bloomberg had an article recently, and we've talked about this before. But, you know, it was saying we had a really good first half of this year because 2018 obviously was a great year. But the first six months, and we mentioned this at the staff conference, Bloomberg is saying the IAM brought in the second highest number of wins among unions, had the highest win rate among the most active unions, and organized 57% more workers in 2019 than all of 2018. That is amazing. Like, we have these numbers to back it up. How does that make you feel? And, you know, how hard it is, is it to kind of outpace that? Well... You know, as I said in our previous interview a few weeks ago, you know, there's been a culture change in the organization. It's very evident. I see it um, not only uh, in, in one area of our organization, but in the, across the entire union. Organizing has become, as I said at the staff conference, a full participation sport in the IAM. More people are getting involved. More people are interested in organizing. They realize that this is the way we're going to to uh, make our organization successful, and everybody wants to be part of the success. So I'm just excited, again, is to be the, the organizing director and to be working alongside each of the leaders and the organized from, from all the territories and collaborating on so many you know, positive projects. Um, so it's just a great feeling to be part of it, and, and I'm glad to see the excitement amongst the members. You know, I was actually the one announcing the names at, at the staff conference but I could just feel the excitement in a room when we started, the, we started the program, the award program on Thursday at the staff conference. And you could just see, again, uh, the people standing and cheering for their, their fellow brothers and sisters who are being rewarded uh, with their, for their success in organizing. It was truly a, a unifying thing to see our entire union supporting one another and supporting each territory as they came up to receive their awards. We're getting some good news as well with this new generation that's coming up and we're seeing on the news, you know, it seems like every week now, even in other industries like teachers, you know, walking out and then getting new contracts. Um, there are young people that are learning about unions, not necessarily in school, but it seems like there's a lot more active participation that they're seeing with media coverage and, and even polls that are out now showing that like half the country has approval rating of unions now. What do you think about this new generation that's coming up that seems really open to fighting for you know, union membership? Well, it's exciting, I have to say. You know, we, we always feel like there's a void in there between um, our brothers and sisters in our organization. We always need to have someone to pass the torch to. Mm -hmm. 
and it's, it's very enlightening to be able to see a lot of our young members engaging and participating and standing up for their rights, not only from in our labor movement, but outside the labor movement, just with you know political issues that are happening each and every day. And you're correct about that. You know, there is a statistic that most people would join a union if they had the opportunity to. Unfortunately, the labor laws that we have in this country allow companies to come in and hire anti-union consultants to threaten, coerce, and literally scare people to, of losing their jobs. And that has a, plays a big impact on workers choosing, voting yes or no. When it, it's supposed to be a free election, correct? We have right. one today going on in North Carolina. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but here we are. I'm just going to bring it up. We have a great a big election going on right now as we speak. And about 4.30, the polls will close there. But just over the last 24 to 48 hours, this company has brought in all these anti-union consultants and threatening and scaring their workers down there and making them believe that they're doing the wrong thing by joining the union. That's not a free election to me. And until we could change these labor laws to where they honestly have a free election, similar to that of our political elections, you could go into a voting booth, someone can hand you a, a card to say, I wish you can you know, vote for this person, but there's no one there threatening you that if you don't vote for this person, something's gonna, bad's gonna happen to you. Well, that's how a labor board election is run, and unfortunately, our current laws don't support free elections, even though they're supposed to be free elections. You know, I was about to bring up that point. There's a big difference between telling both sides and giving me your opinion and being anti-union. You know, I remember years ago getting called into a news director's office in a newsroom. You feel like you're getting called into the principal's office. You know, and, and you're right. It's very threatening. It could be, it's, it's just not right. Correct. You know, it's just not right. And I don't want to turn a positive, uh, we're here talking about the organizing right, awards. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to turn it into a negative, but right, right. so I'll stay on a positive side. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were excited about the awards. I believe they were received well. Mm -hmm. I believe it get a good feeling in the room, unified our, 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 our organization. And I think uh, the international president did a, a, an excellent job, especially closing out the conference. And, you know, I felt a, a burst of energy in a room as we concluded on uh, Thursday morning. And I believe that's going to carry over to the rest of this year and into next year. Well, I hope it does. You're right. It's very positive because we're helping people. You know, we're helping them. Um, you know, workers' rights are important in this country. And I think everybody should be represented and everybody should have a contract. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to mention uh, about the awards coming up or... Uh, all I can say is get out there and keep organizing, you know, as your number one priority. And hopefully uh, next year we can um, we can present these awards again and, and have some different recipients of those awards. You know, um, again, uh, you know, we're not trying to uh, generate competition, mm -hmm. but when you do acknowledge people for their accomplishments, I think it I think it naturally does that. So we're hoping that this lights a fire for those who are standing on the sideline to get involved, get in the game, and participate in our most important you know, task in our union, organizing. I asked the international president this last week, but I'm gonna ask you again too. For all the potential members out there who are watching this, what is your message to them about our union? Well, 39 year member, I can say that I, I am truly proud and honored to be a member of the IAM. I'm proud of everything we do we're a democratic organization. We help many people out there, uh, not only through our collective bargaining agreements, but through community service, disaster relief, with free education, 
we are, you know, I, I'm proud to be a member of the Machinist Union. I think we stand, you know, at the forefront of organized labor, and we are an example to other unions to, to do good for our workers, either in the union or outside the union. Well, lots of our viewers agree. Al Abramitis is saying, great job, Vinny. Thank you, Al. So, well, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. You're welcome every month if you want to just come in My and uh, chat with us. We're, we're talking about an organizing corner or something, so we'll, we'll work on something with Vinny. My pleasure, Tanya. <laughs> thank you. Thank you always. Well, you can watch the video of the organizing awards on our YouTube channel. Just search Machinist Union. So what do you think about the IAM's growth in our organizing efforts? Comment now to activate your voice using live chat on YouTube, comments on Facebook, or by replying to this video on Twitter. Replay viewers can comment as well. We archive all of our shows so you can watch our library on the same social media channel. Well, here is a look back at this week in labor history. Happy birthday this week to the National Federation of Federal Employees, founded on September 17, 1917. NEFI IAM is now 102 years old, working for America every day. On this date in 1934, a general strike took place on the east coast of the United States involving textile workers. 325,000 struck in the south with 421,000 nationwide. The total number on strike was 1.5 million in various industries. Happy birthday to the U.S. Air Force, which was founded on this day in 1947. And thanks to all of our Air Force veterans for your service to our country and our union. 2,900 steelworkers were locked out of Kaiser Aluminum on this date, September 18th in 1999. It was a 20-month illegal lockout at plants in three states and ended when an arbitrator ordered a new contract. The workers had walked out over the outsourcing of their jobs and company demands to limit wages and lengthen the workday. Well, if you're an IAM member, one of the benefits of your union membership is the ability to take classes at the Wimpasinger Education and Technology Center in Maryland. Here are some deadlines to keep in mind. It's time to register for Advanced Communicators class. October 4th is the deadline. The whole 2020 schedule is available online now at wimpasinger.iamaw.org. Our state council meetings, here's the list of our upcoming meetings. Washington Machinists meet in Ocean Shores September 19th. New Mexico State Council has its second meeting in Sunland Park on September 21st. Uh, about a week later, Maritime Council of Machinists Biennial Conference is in Moncton, New Brunswick. I hope I'm saying that right, September 27th. And October 5th, the Joint Dakota State Council of Machinists meets in Fargo, North Dakota. And our special events, as far as they go, Metal Trades Department has a conference in Las Vegas September 30th. The Coalition of Labor Union Women, also known as CLUE, has its biennial conference in Las Vegas October 15th to the 18th. I will be there. October 28th to the 29th, Air Transport District 140 has a convention in Victoria, British Columbia. And Guide Dogs of America has a charity banquet November 23rd, and this year it's called Wolfstock. There's going to be a lot of dogs in tie-dye. That is sure to be a fun event raising money for our favorite charity. And we'll talk more about Guide Dogs of America in a couple weeks. We'll support your union siblings. Share this video to your local or district page. And thanks to all of you who already do. Next week, we'll feature our young workers. See you then.